that started in China and is now spreading throughout the world. Today, the World Health Organization officially announced that this is a global pandemic. When it started to dawn on all of us just how serious the coronavirus pandemic was, journalists all around prepared for what will likely be the biggest story we ever cover. And we are marshalling the full power of the federal government and the private sector to protect the American people. And it's natural to want to not just cover the story, but cover how we cover the story. One thing we set out to do at Political Theater was to keep an audio diary of what was happening to make sure the small moments and personal ones did not get lost amid the big ones. Easy enough, right? This is an audio-based medium after all, so what would make more sense than to keep an audio diary? That should be easy enough as a podcast host, you would think, and as someone helping coordinate our coverage in the CQ Roll Call newsroom. Well, as the old joke goes, how does one make God laugh? Simple, make a plan. It started out smoothly enough. The day I started the audio diary, March 13th, I peppered my time at the Capitol with several entries. Tom Williams is now uh, taking taking pictures of us podcasting. And for good measure, I did some while I was walking home. It's about 6.45 on Friday evening. The House is getting ready to vote on its economic stimulus bill. The House Democrats, led by Nancy Pelosi, have struck a deal with the administration, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, who's been negotiating on behalf of the administration. And I'm taking the opportunity to take a little walk uh, before the vote. It was also the day my workplace sent out the order to work from home or remotely. It's uh, it's a little bare bones crew at the Capitol. There's really, there's rarely much going on Friday evening uh, at the Capitol. Uh, it has a almost like an end of... Uh, the year, end of the fiscal year kind of vibe going on when there's a big uh, deal to be had, except that in this case, everybody's trying to minimize the number of people who are there because of the coronavirus. Nobody wants to get sick. So I kept that up pretty well on the following Monday, March 16th, as the pandemic and Congress's response to it continue to increase in size and significance. To unleash the full power of the federal government in this effort today, I am officially declaring a national emergency. Two very big words. The CDC has now updated its guidance, urging against any gatherings of 50 people or more in the next eight weeks. So this is uh, how nutty things are getting. Uh, It's five o'clock on a Monday. We have no idea what the Senate is going to be doing, and they're here sort of against doctor's orders, if you will, against CDC guidance for sure. Uh, But we don't know what they're going to do. We don't know if they're going to be able to resolve questions about the House economic stimulus package. We don't know what they're going to do with FISA. And it's, uh, it's just a, it's about as uncertain a time, I think, as I've ever seen, including you know, some of the biggest, you know, times that we've had to deal with, like the financial crisis and and so forth. Then, I'll be honest with you, events kind of got away from me. Setting up a home office with laptop, podcasting gear, other workplace materials, all while trying not to trip over and bother your wife and stepson, became a part of each day I was trying to navigate, along with daily updates of infection rates and the death toll and what Congress and the White House were doing. There's no shortages. We have no shortages other than people are buying 
anywhere from three to five times what they would normally buy. The Dow closed below 20,000 yesterday, nearly erasing all its gains since President Trump took office. The Senate has just passed a historic $2 trillion stimulus package. Work from home recommendations gave way to shelter in place dictates from local government and even from the White House. I want you to take a look at these guidelines. They include for the next 15 days, Americans avoid eating out, avoid going to school, avoid groups of more than 10 people. And the number of Americans filing claims for unemployment benefits has hit a record high for a single week as the coronavirus slams the economy. Nearly 3.3 million people now out of work. Congress worked late into the night. There was this constant calculus as to how to keep my colleagues safe while also laying witness to history, making sure the story got covered. The House of Representatives has now passed a $2 trillion relief package meant to help during the coronavirus outbreak. The number of confirmed cases nationally has risen dramatically, up almost five times from what it was a week ago. Nothing would be worse than declaring victory before the victory is won. The better you do, the faster this whole nightmare will end. Therefore, we will be extending our guidelines to April 30th to slow the spread. And so things got disrupted. There were tidbits I was able to record here and there, but in the most basic sense of being a journalist, journaling, I kind of fell down on it, at least on the personal and professional side with the audio diary. That all took a back seat to just trying to keep up with a rapidly evolving and dangerous situation. The reports, particularly here in New York, are startling. More than 76,000 confirmed cases, some 300 people dead just yesterday. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. We're going to go through a very tough two weeks. Crucial medical supplies needed to fight the coronavirus are running dangerously low in hospitals. But there were times when I did remember to record, and I'm glad I did. It's a little after 9 a.m. on Monday morning. Some of them take me back to what was happening. Offstage moments, if you will. Jason? This is Jason. I can hear everybody. Great. And Catherine? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And David. Some are interesting, but not necessarily news. One of the telltale signs that uh, things are imminent or about to be imminent or maybe something will happen soon uh, is the sound and sight of idling black SUVs. Some are just kind of silly or very personal. Latest musical interlude in coronavirus 2020 coverage, that's Portugal the Man. Feel it still. But it's a part of the record now, and that's important. Even if there are some gaps, it's important to be witness to what's happening now for ourselves, for future generations. It's the essence of what we do. Even if sometimes it gets overwhelming, throws off our routines, and lays waste to the best intentions.